Hello friends, I am Gian. I'm the founding pastor for Victory Church in Odessa, Texas. Welcome to our Bible study. Tonight we are reflecting on Genesis chapter 22 from the verses 1 through 19. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Today we are studying lesson number 43 in this awesome Bible study. We call it Bible Timeline because we are studying from Genesis all the way through Revelation. We started it a year ago. 43 lessons today, July 17, 2018. Welcome. Very happy to have you with us today. We are broadcasting on Facebook, Periscope, Twitter, of course, Vimeo, YouTube, and probably the best tool today, which is Roku. Roku is a fantastic way for you to save money instead of paying hundreds of dollars every month on your cable bill when you switch to a Roku device or maybe you have a Roku TV you will use the internet and just live stream any kind of videos that you like one of those channels is my victory channel and I encourage you to add it if you have your Roku TV if you don't have it go ahead and purchase your Roku device. The average price in any store is $30. And once you connect, you only need to add the channels that are free because why would you be paying for extra? However, there are channels that you like and then you will pay five, $10 a month, whatever, right? My Victory Roku channel is available for you. You can watch live like right now or you can watch episodes. In our case, we have categories like the worship service, Bible study, motivational music, etc. But let's go to the study of this evening. All right. We have been studying in Genesis 22, this particular passage of the life of Abraham and Isaac. This uh, situation, it was very, very profound intense the good lord asked abraham give me your son and i want you to offer this son as a sacrifice for me and uh, for the last month we have been studying different sections of this passage and you can revisit going to the channels vimeo channel youtube channel or roku channel also to the podcast and you can uh, see the links underneath right now here in the screen you can read each one of those links and also in the post you can also click on those links if you are interested in subscribing to the YouTube channel or the Vimeo channel. Alright, what is what is happening at this point in the life of Abraham? Well, basically the good Lord tested him. And this is the title of this particular series that we are studying is The Supreme Test for a man. We have discussed many things. I am not going to go back to all this, this stuff that we have discussed the last four or five weeks. I'm going to concentrate on two points tonight. The first one is the word provision. That is exactly what Abraham lived. And that is probably what you are looking for. Provision. Isn't it true? Because think about it, whatever is what you are going through, you are expecting something from the good Lord. You know, in some point, that 
you are, you are helpless, that you cannot do much about it, whatever the situation is. You need to continue trusting in the Lord that He will provide for you. I am talking about the word provision. I want you to see this. The word provision has two words, pro-vision. In other words, what you need has to go towards the vision, the vision that the good Lord has for your life. I was speaking recently with someone very, very loved by me, and this person asked me, what should I do if I have options to go to different places and do my life in different cities, states, or countries, what should I do? My answer was, you should go pursuing happiness wherever the Lord wants you to go. Because the plan that the Lord has for your life, that is going to be a successful plan. Provision is that, understanding that there is a vision, a plan that the good Lord has for you, and He will give you everything that you need for that vision, provision. Abraham received a promise that he will have tons of descendants, but he has zero kids. And by the way, I have a little uh, funny joke for you, and it's a trivia question. Which is the character in the Bible with no parents? Oh, you will love this. Some of you are saying, Adam. Some of you are saying Eve. Well, the answer is Joshua. Why? Because the scripture says Joshua, son of Nun. Don't you love it? There you go. Okay. The promise that the Lord gave to Abraham was, you will have tons of descendants, but he didn't have any kids. What was the vision? Think about it. The vision, the plan the Lord had for Abraham was that he will be the father of faith, the father of the Jewish people, the father of those believers, because by faith we believe in the good Lord. By faith we believe that we are going to be taken care of. By faith you believe that the things that you need are going to be provided for you. By faith you believe that when we leave this world, we are going to transition to heaven and we will be in the presence of the good Lord. By faith, we believe that we have eternal life. You see, that was the plan. The plan was that everybody all over the world throughout history will have faith. And in order to do that, watch this, in order to have faith, someone needed it to start this thing. That's why the Lord had a plan for Abraham. So he was without a child. He was an old guy, and he was just thinking, what is going to be? What, what is going to happen in my life? I receive a promise, but I don't see the results. Sometimes people feel that way. Maybe you feel that way. Where are the, the promises uh, fulfilled in my life? I don't see the result of those promises. Sometimes we feel that way, but what we need is just to continue trusting in the Lord and having patience. Patience is the key, my friend. Then is when we see the provision. The child came, right? Isaac came. And now that he had the provision, the Lord asked him, give it back. There you go. 
how interesting is this? That when you have what you know the Lord gave you, you are being tested. Sometimes with this particular matter, there's sometimes in different ways, but the Lord is going to test us all the time. He wants to see the fruit of our faith. If we truly believe in Him, that He will take care of us, that we trust in Him. So that's why He was asked, Abraham, give me the kid. I want to see if you trust in me. And what is what happened? When Abraham obeyed, the Lord says, do not kill the child. And there it was, the perfect animal to be sacrificed because the Lord provides. The Lord always provides. Always. Do you need money to pay your bills? The Lord will provide. Do you need someone in your life? The Lord will provide. Do you need a miracle of health? The Lord will provide. Do you need hope for your marriage? The Lord will provide. Do you need a miracle in the life of some of your kids because it's involved in drugs? The Lord will provide. The Lord always provides. That is His nature. He is the creator of heaven and earth. He, he has no problems with providing because He is extremely wealthy. Do you see that? No limit. No limit in His resources. Everything we need, He will give it to us. But there are ways to give. It has to be according with the plan. Provision. That's why some people get confused. They say, by faith I believe that I will get this new car. Buddy, you have already a car. Why would you go into a debt for $50,000 for a vehicle that you do not need? Well, but I want it. By faith, I claim it. I declare, <laughs> they say. But not always you're going to get what you want unless it's according with the plan of the good Lord. Provision. I want to go into this trip. Why? Why are you longing for certain things that are not going according with the plan, the vision the Lord has for your life? This is the deal. A lot of believers, they still do not know that everything that they have, possess, and they are, it's to bring glory to the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Some believers are still so, so immature, thinking, whatever I want, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it, because my Father is the King of glory. Give it to me, Lord, they say. It's so childish. And that's why I need to talk to you about something interesting and also very, very important. Let me grab here this particular file that I have here with some notes that I know you would like to, to hear. All right. I mentioned to you the importance of the provision, right? So we are clear with that. But let me ask you this question. Who comes first in your life? Who comes first in your life? Because there is when we have trouble, you see? Because we sometimes put our parents first. When we are little, right? Whatever my mom says, whatever my daddy says. And not always they are godly people. We know that. 
Not always they are going to take us in the right direction, but if we as children start reading the Bible and understand that there are principles there, we not always are going to do what they say. You know, I was having so much fun watching a video of a little kid somewhere in Latin America dancing. And it, it was hilarious. The kid was moving, moving. It was funny. I was laughing until a part of the video showed that next to him there were two guys drinking. That bothered me. Because then I realized that these kids, and of course, the kid was just trying to please the parents, right? But then I realized that those guys were drunk. So basically, they were directing this little kid in a wrong path. And that is not acceptable. Parents drinking, getting high, and forcing children to do things that are not appropriate, that is not right. But when we are little, we do not know those things, and we are just thinking, who comes first? My dad, my mom. Eventually, we grow and we start to understand that not everything our parents do is right. And it happens throughout all your entire life. You become an adult, and then you realize your parents are making wrong decisions, and you think, that's not right, right? And then, the next stage, you become a parent. <laughs> and then, who comes first? Initially, you know, when we get married, we just put our spouse first. But suddenly, the kid is there, the baby is there, and we just, just think, my gosh, I have to dedicate my life to this kid, to these children, they are my responsibility. Yes, it is. But who comes first? If you want to see success in your family, the Lord needs to come first. If you want to see success in your marriage, the Lord must comes, come first. That's why many couples, they, they cannot get along. Because one is always trying to control the other. Telling the other what to do. Manipulating the other person. And I, I explained this to you in another session. How people try to manipulate others through sex or money. Forcing the other to do certain things and trying to bend them. Kind of uh, uh, trying to subject the spouse. That is wrong. In a marriage, the one who comes first is the Lord. If my spouse is doing something wrong, I'm not going to follow my spouse. If your spouse is making a wrong decision and you put the Lord, the Lord first, you're going to stop your spouse and you will say, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to do that. I disagree with that. The Lord comes first. And with kids, it's the same thing. This story about Abraham and Isaac has to do with that. Abraham said, wait a minute. The Lord comes first. We will do whatever the Lord says. And that is extremely necessary in today's society. You need to start thinking about the importance of correcting your children and guiding your children and doing what is right because the Lord comes first. You need to do certain things to protect your own children. Of course there is a time when they become teenagers and then we know what happens and later they are adults. You know, after that there is not much that you can do for them. You know? Listen, 
There are people that by nature, they are tender-hearted. There are people that are gentle by nature, and you know them since they were little. They never had a trouble sharing a toy. They never had a trouble sharing the sandwich. But you, you know that there are other kids. Oh, no. Oh, this is my toy. No, you don't touch my toy, right? They are toddlers or then seven years old or 12 years old and still selfish. Some people by nature are, are like that. They need help. You need to teach them and enforce principles that are necessary in their lives. Gentle people, tender heart kids, they're going to do what is right. They don't need too much preaching, you know. They come to you and they say, Mom, I'm sorry. Daddy, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Right? But there are ones that they, by nature, are the opposite. It's just like, mm-mm. Stubborn, prideful. You need to teach everybody the principles the Scripture says because the Lord comes first. I'm going to share with you quickly Principles that will help you teach your kids good things. The number one is structure. You need to teach your kids that there is a structure in the house. There is a place for everything, right? You don't brush your teeth in the kitchen sink. There is a bathroom for that, right? Etc. Everything has a place, a method, a system, a procedure. Structure is necessary. Oh, wow, Gian, I didn't know you were that structured. You sound like a square. No, my friend, let me show you how important is the structure. Can you imagine you are driving in the highway and there is no structure? No lanes, no stop signs, no speed limits. Can you imagine what will happen? Everything has a system, has a structure. The banking system has a structure. Otherwise, people will do whatever they want with, with the debit cards or checks. Just write a check, write a check, write a check. A structure, you need to work with the structure, and that has to do with the second thing you need to teach your children. Discipline. Responsibility and discipline, they work together. You have to do it. If you don't teach that to your kid in your home, they will not learn it in the school. They will not learn it in the church. Forget about it. Is in your home where you need to teach those things to your children. Next thing, good communication. How good communication starts? I said that many times. It starts with the greeting. Good morning, mother. Good afternoon, father. Good morning, Mr. Teacher. Good morning, uncle starts with the greeting. If your kids are not willing to greet others, you have to work on that because there is where the disrespect starts. You don't want that in your kids. Do you want a teenager that comes into the living room where you have visitors and he comes and says, hello everyone, hi mom, hi dad, and then says, without hesitation, uh, I am such and such, nice to meet you. I am such and such, nice to meet you. Welcome to our home. Would you like that kind of teenager? Well, you can teach to, to your teenager that when he's little. 
Oh, but he's so shy. You know his personality, Bologna. <laughs> no. Teach good manners to your kids and they will learn it. The teenager that behaves right is the result of parents that teach those things to little ones. Good communication, respect. Next thing, teach them to love. We love people by affection. We understand that, hugs, kisses, smiles. But also we love people by actions, by serving one another, by being considerate. There is a cake with certain amount of pieces at the table. Teach the kid to get one portion and leave others for the rest of the members of the family. That's being loving. Being loving also is when the kids are starting to drive their vehicles, they don't park in the main spot in the garage. That's for the dad, for the mom, for the grandpa, right? Love, you can share, you can teach how to be loving to your kids because it's your responsibility. And it's so important to establish a system for rewarding and punishment. Did you say punishment? I thought that you were a Christian. Oh, you hurt my feelings now. Oh, you are one of those legalistic people. Please stop that idea, okay? Try to become an adult, mature, responsible person, okay? Because the society is exactly that. The community will work only if we have a system with rewarding and punishment. What would you do if someone comes and steals everything, steals everything from your home? Oh, yeah, that's fine. It's not a problem. I don't think so. What would you do if you see someone hitting your car with a big truck? Boom, boom, boom. Oh, that's fine. Not a problem. No, you won't say that. Let me go a little bit farther on this. What would you do if someone comes with a weapon and kills somebody in your home? Oh, that's fine. Not a problem. So don't, 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 uh, don't think about being so gracious that everything is just fine. No, that's not right. You have to do what is right and you need to enforce things that must be right. So in your home, you need to teach those things to your kids. If they don't do what is right, no reward. If they do what is wrong, there is the punishment. And every family has to establish that system. How are you going to reward your kids or how are you going to punish your kids? Let me share with you great methods that you can reward your kids in a very fair way. It's by points. You create a chart, put it in your refrigerator, and put the names of each one of the kids. And every time the kid does something really nice, you're going to write there something, and that thing represents one point. At the end of the week, every kid has the total of points. And that is the way that you can give them different rewards. It could be money, it could be uh, permission to go places, to bring kids to the house, special food, whatever. Be creative in the way that you reward kids. Why? Because that is exactly what the Lord does with you. Do you realize that? When you do what is right, the Lord rewards you. The good Lord is our Father. He wants to bless us and give us many wonderful things. And He will do all those things for those who obey His word. And that is what I have for you tonight.
Now, here underneath in the screen, you will see the link to a video of a message that I delivered, it's called Alliance. This message also has a, as a subtitle, let the children come to me. If you want to study a little bit more about this topic that I shared tonight, go to those links and study that. You can also listen to the podcast. If you want to save data on your phone, on your mobile device, do that. And I am very happy to know that many of you are being blessed. Also, I want to share with you the phone number that is in the screen that you can use to give a donation to our ministry. Feel free. Don't feel bad because I am talking about this. Feel free to say, you know what? This is a good ministry. I'm going to put my seed there. I'm going to be grateful for these teachings. And yes, you can do it through the website or you can do it by text message. Or if you are more traditional, you want to send a, a, a check, that's fine. Here is the address as well. Victory Church in Odessa, Texas. Thank you, friends. Have a beautiful evening. Many blessings to you. In the name of Jesus.